0: So this time last weekend, I was still in the air. I think we'd just come into California airspace. And it's worth noting that this trip took a lot more out of me than the last trip to the UK. The last trip to the UK was done through the darker time of the year. And I think I got a lot of exposure to sunlight and it just made the jet lag worse. I was also travelling with my wife and in travelling with someone else... You have an ability to acknowledge how bad your jet lag is. You're also working within the sleeping times of another person. So when I went last time, the time before last, let us say, I had the ability to sleep when I wanted to sleep, to do stuff. Obviously, I had, you know, stuff to do, but I could work in my own sleep hours and just get through the jet lag accordingly. And this trip, however, it just seemed a lot more brutal. Now, it could just be summer to summer. Could be a wide variety of other things. I worked a bit through this trip. I probably worked more actually through the last trip. But yeah, it was just a very different trip. I kinked my back midway through the trip. And thankfully, by the time I was flying out of the UK, that was no longer an issue. But this really was a tale of two Londons, this trip. That's why I'm thinking of it. The first half of the trip, we were in central London. And the second half of the trip, we were at a place called Mort Lake, which I stayed in the last trip as well. In fact, I intentionally wanted to return to this place because it's just an amazing and interesting place. And the two main things for me this trip were the UK banking and also meeting Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston. And I'm going to save the Steve Jackson, Ian Livingston discussion for another podcast to simulcast on My Rules Are Better. But I did want to say that the banking didn't work out at all. I went there with documents. They preemptively emailed me the night before indicating that I'd need different documents. And what I realized when I actually was there at the bank was this whole thing is just a game. They have no interest in people opening bank accounts through the way that I was doing it. The way they have an interest in people opening bank accounts, which my wife found through a Google search the evening after, well, the evening of the failed bank incident, was £25,000. If you have £25,000, you can open an a English bank account anywhere in the world. No issue. So what they do is create all these obstacles and stupidities and, you know, double guessing games twice removed. And in this trip to the bank, I asked if they could give me a formal list of the documents I needed to provide. And she wrote on a post-it note. And I said, is this the level of formality which is, you know, given here? And she said, well, here's the post-it note. The whole notion of opening a bank account in the UK is very, very curious. But this experience appeared to be a wasted time. What I did add to the list of two, now three things, was my wife having a nice time in the UK was an important part of this trip. The plan is eventually to move back to the UK at some stage. And it's really important that Michelle has a nice time in the UK through this trip. And to this end, the time in central London wasn't particularly nice. Central London isn't particularly nice. (laughs) You You have a lot of bad experiences which are comparable with living in San Jose, quite fundamentally. It's very curious, actually, the parallels. But, you know, you're being jostled and bustled around and, you know, you're constantly being questioned and prodded and probed and all this kind of stuff. And really the whole nature of doing fun stuff in central London is pretty... Difficult. I did get to the Orcs Nest. I did try a couple of other game Stores as well, but this too will be For my rules a better. Aside from that I really didn't do that much in central London I went down and met Up with my model rail friends in Kent And went to their bread car Full sized, well it's Five eighths of a mile short Line train I guess you'd call it With ten steam locomotives and a variety Of other things and that was a remarkably nice day out In contrast to the rest Of the time had in central London. Oh, I went to the RAF Museum. That was really good. The RAF Museum was just beautiful. That was on the first full day that I was in the UK, and that was just a wonderful museum. And no one knows about the RAF Museum. It's a an undiscussed secret. It's very curious the nature of this thing that you know, Brits, Brits that live in London haven't even been to the RAF Museum. It's about five hangars, some more packed than others, but the main three, four, maybe main three hangars The flames of overlapping wings, they're that tightly packed in there. Just some beautiful aircraft. And to see uh, a Messerschmitt BF 109 next to a Spitfire, like physically next to one another, to look at the wingspans and just the different philosophies that went into these two fighter aircraft was an untouchable luxury. The whole thing, that whole thing was a luxury. I like to maximize my sense of. I don't know, luxury for want of a better term I mean, Not necessarily financial luxury Just the luxury of time and experience When I'm in the UK And thankfully we moved to Mort Lake And Mort Lake facilitated that a lot more It was a lot more quiet It is a house on a footpath It's not on a road So you walk down a lane You walk on a bit more You walk in a bit more And then there's this is house there's This is a house surrounded by a garden That you walk into And there's a cat called Sven And it just is the most idyllic little place in London. It's wonderful. And it was wonderful to show my wife this thing, give her a sense of, you know, the UK as a normal place as opposed to this bustling central London nonsense. And I think certainly through our stay in Mortlake, Michelle really appreciated the subtleties of English life, which are really wonderful. And it was quite a nice, I mean, it was hot for the time that we were in, central London, but it cooled off a bit by the time we got to Mortlake. And that was really very, very nice, very easy going. So I had a number of things that I was working through through this trip. The first is whether I changed the name of my project. And maybe just before I left, it came about, and really I think a lot of this is manipulation for media, but it came about that the alleged comedian is now the third highest paid alleged comedian in the U.S., And he's completely suppressed everything. I think Noble Ape is now maybe page two or page three of Google searches. The Instagram stuff for regular Noble Ape doesn't even come up. Only what comes up is what he has prioritised or his people have prioritised. So, you know, I can't go for multiple years like this. I met a friend in London, had a meal, and he pointed out to me that uh, when I was in Sweden, actually through the Stockholm rewrite, staying in his apartment in Sweden, I was dealing with some idiots who were ex-Microsoft people that forced me to change the name of the project back 2000. This was just a familiar thing, these individuals with their aggression and their nonsense and their suppression and all this kind of stuff. This is just what appears to be the case when you try to do anything in some regard. I thought about my relations, my old relations, as I saw a couple of, well, really just one second cousin this trip. And I thought about the nature of their experiences And having to move continuously To, you know, avoid the czar and this kind of stuff I thought to myself, well, to have to change the name of your project over 20 years It's not really that bad I mean, the ideas are still there It's going under a different name So anyway, I'm going to start this process I'm going to start this process by getting a whole lot of documentation together Because that was one of the things that was expunged, obviously, through Wikipedia So let's get some documentation together The app is... Pretty close, pretty darn close, actually, to be launchable. So that is one good thing. But I'd like to have a little bit of documentation before I actually launch the app so people have something to come and read rather than just play with the app. One idea that did come through my interactions with Steve Jackson, the Eveling Livingston, which I will preface here, is this notion that all the things that I've built NobleApe on, they built their intellectual property on as well in terms of reading, you know some degree of interactive Thoughts a variety of things but For them in particular the ability to draw maps Take notes these kind of things But you know that's not really a Noble Ape but it was certainly built upon That and they said all of that stuff is dead The nature of the next generation Is not that they will have no Care about this kind of thing and It really made me reflect very heavily about What I've done to date with these Ape simulation things I Just wondered if this was You know, something of a prior generation that I'm just maintaining in some very strange way. What else did I work through through the UK trip? I didn't get a lot of sleep. I still haven't gotten a lot of sleep. I'm still feeling a bit jet-lagged. We went to Sacramento for the past few days, nominally for the Narrow Gauge Convention, nominally for Model Rail Radio, 10 years. But really, I caught up with one friend, went for an afternoon with him, which was very nice. Caught up with another couple of folk who I've known previously through Model Rail Radio, a few more who didn't come. But it was a very strange trip in terms of just, I had to kind of ask myself a few times why I was actually in Sacramento, for, for chunks of the trip at least. Because certainly being tired and just not having spent enough time at home and this kind of thing, it all started to add up. My brother is in town in two weeks' time, so we're going to be going out again for a couple of days. But I'm going to make the most of my homebody status up until... Then, I mean, obviously I'll be going into the office and that kind of stuff But in addition to that, I hope to be utilising the luxury of having a house of my own. And really, what I've taken away from the UK trip is I think we're still on with regards to going back We're still on on a lot of things I've kind of doubled down my efforts There were a few points of disappointment through the trip But nothing that completely eliminated the thought that this will be a place for my future So that will leave me very happy